Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Roll Pod, an Alabama sports podcast from Bama 247. I am staff writer Cody Goodwin, and joining me today, it's our recruiting writer, Brett Greenberg. Brett, it's a bye week for the rest of us. Not so much for those who cover recruiting. You've been plenty busy this week and really over the last few months talking to guys, um, making sure that you're on top of who's visiting, who's scheduling visits, who's getting offers, what do they think of those offers. Um, Talk to a a few guys who have committed. Um, you've got your eye on other guys who plan on committing soon. How are you doing this week? The rest of us are kind of getting some, re- you know, rest and relaxation. You, meanwhile, like you're still sprinting, I feel like. Yeah, not much uh, rest and relaxation since really taking over in June. But, yeah, certainly this bye week is not a bye week for recruiting. You know, a little under two months away from early signing periods. So stuff's really starting to pick up in between, you know, Tennessee coming to town, LSU coming to town in two weeks, just Loaded group of visitors between those two weeks. Going to probably looking like LSU weekend is going to be even more star-studded than Texas was with the 50-plus commits and four stars and five stars all around. I've got a running list of you know LSU weekend visitors confirmed on Bama 247 already. That list continues to grow. It's going to continue to grow, and I could continue to update it uh, until kickoff on Saturday night and two weeks. Um, but yeah, it's you know been pretty hectic, but I love it. It's great talking to these kids and getting to hear their reactions from, you know, certainly just the Tennessee comeback victory. And one thing I thought was pretty cool and interesting is they brought, you know, all these recruits and commits and targets into the locker room, the cigar smoke filled locker room uh, (laughs) after the Tennessee game and got a lot of good interaction and reactions from that. You know, a lot of people said they hated the smoke, but they loved it and they loved seeing the team. And one guy joked, he got secondhand smoke and it's just, you know, it's been, it's been cool to listen to and, but yeah, been hectic, but you know that's how I prefer it. I wonder, uh, I wonder how mom and dad feel about uh, you know recruit <laughs> A, B, and C taking in some of the cigar smoke after a win like that. I'm sure that was, you know, not that we're here to narc on this podcast, but like I'm, you know, some parents probably feel some type of way. Others probably get it because that was pretty probably a pretty cool experience for the kids, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It, you know, I was talking with Justin Okoronkwo, which was one of two official visitors, obviously four star linebacker out of. Uh, Germany uh, committed for some time now. Talked with him. Talked with him multiple times throughout the last couple of months. But this this visit was a little bit different. It was his parents' first time in the United States. Uh, mm. They, you know, he joked about they didn't know what college football was. And you know, we were talking about it. If you got Tennessee versus Alabama third Saturday in October, a comeback win in Bryant Denny Stadium, pretty high set, pretty high standards for uh, college football going forward. But they had a great time. They. You know, it's a long trip over. They had a wonderful time. He said they said they had the best time of their lives. Um, they were in the locker room. They had an enjoyable time. They spoke with Coach Saban. They spoke with Freddie Roach, Coleman Hutzler, the outside linebackers coach, and just really, you know, got more comfortable with where they're sending their kid. I mean, they're sending a kid a long way. You talk about 
you know, Julian saying coming from California, but coming from Germany is a whole different animal. You're coming, you know, across the water. It's, you know, it could be nerve wracking for parents, like you said a little bit earlier with the smoke, but I know they had a wonderful time. They're happy to get him to Tuscaloosa. He he would want to go right now if he wanted. He's going to be a, a January enrollee and uh, participate in bowl practice, whatever that may be. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, his senior season up in Germany ended about two months ago. So he's was telling me he's been training and training and stay in touch with commit, staying in touch with other players and staying in touch with coaches. And they just, you know, want him here now. So, and he's a guy that told me he was locked in ever since he got the offer. And I think he's a very intriguing prospect, uh, six, three, two runs like a four, eight 40 or something like that. You know, obviously the competition's a little bit different over there, but you know, he was, taking kickoff returns, punt returns. I think Alabama fans are going to like this guy for sure. I like that. One more question on uh, Okoronkwo before we dive into some of the rest of this recruiting stuff, just because I'm super fascinated by a guy who plays football in Germany. It's, you know, a slightly, you know, not as competitive. Like, let's just be real about it. Probably not as competitive in Europe, um, but Alabama, you know, seeks this guy out. This is a guy that had various offers. His parents hadn't been to the States of all the games that they choose to come to, it's the Alabama-Tennessee game, the third Saturday in October. Obviously, it's there's a buzz in the air from literally the, the you know the moment everybody wakes up in the morning. Um, you know, Tuscaloosa, Knoxville on those days, depending on who's hosting the game, just absolutely wild atmosphere. I'm curious, man. Like in getting the opportunity to talk to him, like what was he most buzzing about? Like what was he most excited about? Like what 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 was kind of the big picture takeaway from a guy who lives overseas? He's gonna come here to play ball. He hadn't been here with his parents yet. Like what was what was that conversation like? Uh, well, so for Justin, it was it was his second game. He made the trip over for Texas and. He, you know, at the time then raved about the atmosphere. That was his first college football game. So that was, you know, granted Alabama didn't come out on the right way on the right uh, on top there. But, you know, he raved about the atmosphere and just going through the walk of champions. Another cool thing that Alabama does with these recruits is they'll have their recruits and families and commits go through the walk of champions before the team does. Then they'll go up on, you know, like kind of the stage, so to speak, at Brian Denny Stadium over the tunnel and get to watch guys come in. He talked about that again. And he kind of just talked about, like you said, a weekend in Tuscaloosa like that is just the buzz and the people around. And, you know, he was joking about having to say roll tide, you know, all the time. He loves saying it, but, you know, anytime <laughs> someone says it's to you, you need to say it back to them. He loves that camaraderie and loves that family atmosphere. And like I talk with so many other guys who are committed in the 2024 class, they're always in Tuscaloosa together. They're very close They have a group chat. He's just excited to get over here start playing and, and be with his teammates. And, and, you know, he's developed some since he's been committed for so long and been in Tuscaloosa quite a few times, developed a couple of good relationships with guys on the team as well. Um, overall, I think he's just, he's just so, so excited. He's ready. You know, he talked about it, you know, living out his dream. Um, he's always, you know, he watched Alabama when he was little uh, over in Germany, everybody knew about Alabama football, uh, which doesn't really come to a shock as me as well. Uh, but yeah, these last couple months, like I said, he's been training, he's been watching Alabama film, he's been trying to, you know, like you said, the, you know, maybe the competition over there isn't as good, but he's doing everything he can to uh, get ready and, you know, may possibly make an impact early in his career. Yeah, I mean, I mean, shoot, if, if Nick Saban and his staff see something on film that you're doing pretty well at, you know, regardless of what competition you're playing, I'd say you're doing something pretty right. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, no, he's I, he's just a fascinating case because, like, you know, Alabama in recent years has gone after some international guys. I know that, you know, Australia, I feel like, churns out 20 punters every single recruiting <laughs> cycle. Um, you know, but, like, there's, you know, Olas. Um, 
I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name because I know I'm going to screw it up. He's from Finland. Um, you know, they've dabbled with some Canadians here and there. And so like to see them continue to kind of pursue international talent. Um, it's pretty cool. One for international kids who are maybe seeking opportunities like that, but then two, you know, for, for Alabama, like proving yet again, that Nick Saban will overturn every single stone when it comes to recruiting. Um, so yeah, that was, I mean, that was a fun story to read by you. Um, if you haven't read it yet, dear listener, please go check it out on Bama247.com. You will need a subscription to do that. You guys should subscribe if you haven't already. Um, today's show, um, Alabama's obviously on a bye week. 7-1 overall, 5-0 against the SEC. They've won six in a row after a week two loss to Texas. Previously mentioned, all their hopes and dreams still in front of them, but the road only gets tougher. Number 15, LSU, waiting on the other side of this bye week. When that one, Alabama more or less has a direct line to the SEC championship game in Atlanta in early December. Perhaps if they continue to take care of business, they will position themselves for a spot in the college football playoff as well. But recruiting, like we mentioned, literally never goes on a bye week, which is why I wanted to have you on this week, Brett. Um, there are dead periods, but the recruiting beat still very much alive and well. Alabama's had back-to-back home games, which means a lot of visitors on official and unofficial visits. Um, you've been in touch with a lot of the big names who have been in touch. Tuscaloosa. Um, you've been hearing a lot from a lot of the guys that have been taking their visits, just kind of what the game day atmosphere was like, what they've been hearing from the coaches, what those conversations have been like. Alabama also picked up a commitment earlier this month that we will touch on. But I wanted to start here with a big big picture question for you, Brett. A lot of visitors the last couple of weeks, a lot of offers being handed out. Um, you know, like you mentioned, we're what, month and a half or so away from the early signing period for the 2024 class. Um, what are some big picture things that you're noticing, um, on the recruiting trail, whether it's offers, whether it's, you know, push to flip guys who have committed guys who are taking visits when it comes to Alabama's 2024 class. I want to start there. Then we'll kind of dive into 2025 a little bit. Cause I know Alabama's got an eye on the future, but, um, you know, big picture trends, things that you're noticing about Alabama's 2024 recruiting class over the last few weeks. Yeah. Overall, I think, you know, when Alabama fans maybe go to look at that list, you know, haven't had a commit in some time now. Um, I think, you know, I talked about this earlier when we last spoke on the recruiting show, just with as, you know, weekends start to stack up, these guys are going to any school they can. Maybe they'll visit Alabama, but they're going to visit other schools. I, I kind of talked about how maybe you won't see as many commitments come to Alabama in the early couple weeks of the season. But I think now you're going to start getting maybe some guys to commit, maybe some guys, you know, Maybe they're a silent commit and then they're going to commit in early signing period. Um, but big picture, I think, I, you know, I like where the Alabama class is at, you know, right now ranked five in the country. But, you know, you take an immediate quick look at it. You know, there still is some holes, so to speak, you know, without a running back commit. Um, maybe they want to try to get another offense tackle, maybe a couple D linemen. And you're just kind of seeing that with the way the offers are coming. They're offering, you know, they offered uh, Tristan Jernigan, or they had offered him for a while. They're getting him. He's a Texas A&M linebacker commit. They're going to get him for an official visit this uh, for LSU. Talk with him. He seems to be very, very high on Alabama. Uh, was supposed to be coming for the Tennessee weekend, but with high school schedule and bye weeks, he's going to be able to come down and get, take an official visit. Like where Alabama stands there, you know, anytime uh, you can get him on official visit, get a guy on campus, like I've talked about before, it's always a good thing. Um, and then, you know, at that running back position, and we've talked about it seemingly a hundred times, he's visited probably <laughs> seemingly a hundred times, not really, but Daniel Hill, Meridian, Mississippi guy, uh, Steve Wilfong, our director of recruiting actually put a crystal ball in it for him. Uh, after the weekend, he'll be back in LSU for his fourth game. Um, Wilfong has spoke with his parents several times, his father, Demetrius, who seems to be 
very hot Alabama, quite frankly, saying he wants him to go to Alabama without saying it, so to speak. <laughs> you know, um, anytime parents can give you something like that, it's great. Um, but, I, you know, to be completely honest, I think he's Alabama. I'm not entirely sure what the holdup is. You know, he announced the top three of Tennessee, Alabama, South Carolina the weekend prior to the Tennessee visit. So saw his two of his three finalists up in person. I think what Alabama did on Saturday made a big impact on not only on him, but a lot of other guys, maybe in the 25 class and as well as the 24 class, just with the Alabama you saw a month ago compared to now is a completely different team. I, you know, I, I, I personally think you're the team guy. You may know better than I, but I think, you know, that the performance they're, they're putting on the field and in Bryant Denny stadium is catching a lot of guys attention. Um, I, I truly, I think Daniel Hill is coming. It's just a matter of when maybe he, you know, decides to do it on early signing day and, makes it a whole production or something like that. But, uh, you know, Alabama has been the lead for a long time. Um, ever since he delayed his recruitment in August, he's visited, you know, at least five times. This will be his fourth game visit coming in two weeks. Uh, like I said, Will Fong, you know, crystal balled him. Uh, anything, anytime you can call, you have what's called a Fong bomb. Uh, he's usually <laughs> pretty right. I uh, saw that on board a couple of times. I love that. Uh, he's usually pretty spot on with that. Um, Another guy that a recent offer was a four-star D-line commit, William Eccles out of uh, Mississippi. He's been committed to Ole Miss for a long time. Uh, he's one of the newer offers Alabama's handed out, and that goes back to, you know, maybe addressing that D-line help, so to speak, just with two guys in Isaiah Faga and Jeremiah Beeman as the only D-lineman committed. Uh, you got Sterling Dixon, who's going to play outside linebacker and edge as well, so maybe you could consider him as the D-line. But as far as interior guys goes, uh, they've only got two guys, so William Eccles talked with him. Um, really intriguing prospect, 6'3", 300 pounds, uh, can kind of plug up that middle. Seems to be very high on Alabama. Um, supposed to be back in, for LSU weekend. I think Freddie Roach has done a good job with him and given him something to think about. You know, he was talking to me about how, you know, it's, he's been thinking about it. It's, you know, he grew up kind of an Alabama fan, watching Alabama. Uh, when he got that call from Freddie Roach, him and his family had, you know, they celebrated all night. His family was very excited. Um, and then another guy, you know, you talk about international prospects, and this is a guy who fits that mold and plus with the defensive line is Steve. I'm going to butcher the last name. Mubo Mamba, something like that. I'm sorry. Uh, He's from Canada. You'd think it'd be a little easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Canada, can Canadian prospect was actually – so he was supposed to be in town for Tennessee – then he wasn't. Then he sh showed up. Surprise visitor was talking with him and his coach and trainer. And Nick Saban was thrilled to have him on campus. Uh, kind of was like, a, oh, you're here type thing. Gave him kind of the good treatment. But, you know, with coming over from Canada, it's a long trip. They wanted to make sure he came in for an official visit. So they were glad to have him for the Tennessee weekend. He's going to come down again in December 8th through 10th for an official visit. I like where Alabama is. Um, he didn't, you know, quite tip his hand of where Alabama falls in his leaders, but I think they're up there among with Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Mississippi State. I don't know if Georgia's really pushing for him as hard as Alabama is, just the way with their D-line classes, but he seems to be really, really high on Alabama. Uh, Freddie Roach talks with him almost every day. Freddie Roach, is, he told me he's supposed to be up in Canada in December as well. Um, they just absolutely love him. Nick Saban picks up the phone and FaceTimes him every once in a while. Uh, was talking with his coach earlier this summer um, about how Alabama showed, he told me Alabama showed the first true, true love of any other school. And he said that, you know, continues to 
hold true. I like where Alabama stands with that as well. I think that'll probably go down to December as well before he uh, early enrolls. Um, and then another intriguing guy, official visitor, it was Zay Mincy, a four-star safety. He was on his official visit last weekend for the Tennessee game. Um, I know when people maybe hear safety, they tend to, well, we already have a great class just between Peyton Woodyard and and Jameer Grimsley and Jalen Mbakwe and Xavier. You Brown. always want more DBs, man. You yeah, always want more DBs. Always, always. And I mean, I, I don't get me wrong, the class is as good as anybody in the country, but obviously Alabama continues to push for the Daytona Beach athlete. Um seems to be Alabama's looking on the looking on the outside or on the outside looking in compared to Miami, Florida, Florida State. I, I believe it's gonna come down to Miami, Florida, but again, anytime you can get this guy on campus for an official visit, obviously roll out the red carpet for him could make a difference. Um, he's been pretty difficult to get in touch with, to be completely honest. Haven't heard his full thoughts throughout the game, but I heard from other people. He had another great time. He, he got, he spent some time with Jalen Mbakwe and Jameer Grimsley and, you know, Jalen Mbakwe, since he, he's one of the first commits over a year ago, he's trying to get anybody he can on the field or in the class. And if it's a position, he doesn't really care either. He, he's going to do anything he can to get, more guys over there. I, I think, you know, I would be generally shocked if he ends up at Alabama, but again, you know, Alabama's always have a chance, you know, um, that's pretty much it on the 2024 class, you know, overall, it, there's not many, many targets left. Like I said, we're getting so close to early signing day. Uh, I remember years ago, you know, it was January when everybody was committed, everybody was committed to all American bowls and stuff like that. Now, you know, I, be, I believe it's 20 of the 20 guys are going to be committing in December or signing their letter of intent in center in December for Alabama. I think over, I think 16 of them are going to be early enrollees. So these guys are just coming earlier and earlier. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of guys add to that class in December, if not before. Um, most of these guys don't have set commitment dates. So I think, I believe it's going to be coming in December. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where it's at right now. Alabama currently uh, number five nationally in the 2024 recruiting class rankings by 247. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Florida. Number four, Florida State. A uh, little sunshine sunshine state resurgence on the recruiting trail. And then you've got Alabama at number five. Got a couple of five stars, 11 four stars. Of the guys who are kind of in you know the queue, so to speak, who, who are the primary targets or how would you kind of rank the primary targets in terms of who Alabama is going after to maybe round out the 24 class? Yeah, I think a guy that I haven't mentioned yet, but he's, you know, priority target for every FBS team in the country right now is Jordan Seaton, number one offensive tackle, uh, surged up the rankings of the top 247 rankings in the last, the last uh, ranking that came out a couple weeks ago, earned that five-star status, just an absolute monster out of IMG Academy. He's, has not been in Tuscaloosa since the Texas game. He's visited Oregon. He visited Colorado. Uh, people believe he's going to be in Alabama again, but he's, you know, he's been a fun recruitment to follow, I guess. Um, you, know, <laughs> he, you know, he told one person he's coming to Alabama this weekend. He told the next he's coming to, you know, Texas. Then he's at Colorado. So it's kind of a wild card. Keeps us on our toes up in the industry, which is a good and a bad thing. Um, I know, he was in Alabama in June. He came for the Texas game, was a surprise visitor there, had doubled down that Alabama was the leader. Again, he hasn't visited in over a month. Um, but I like where Alabama stands with him as well, just with – he talked about just the production of O-line and and uh, T.J. Booker coming from IMG, Evan Neal coming from IMG, knowing that, you know, you you take care of business, you come to Alabama, you're going to 
you know, get to that next level. That's big for him. Um, still trying to figure out if he's going to come down again. Um, another big target, like I said, was Daniel Hill. I think Steve, Steve M will call him, we'll call him Steve M uh, out of the Canada is a big, big prospect as well. And then another guy on the D line edge front is Solomon Williams out of Tampa four star has not been to Alabama in a long time. I talked to him back in the summer. Uh, he named Alabama and Oregon as his one, a one B top schools. Uh, was back in Oregon again over the weekend. Loves the Ducks. Uh, he's going to be back in Tuscaloosa, or at least plans to this weekend or next weekend for the LSU game. I think Alabama's continuing to push for him. He's an elite talent down in South Florida. He really rushed the passer, more of an edge rusher. Um, and, you know, most of these guys you talk to at that edge position just can't ignore or kind of glow at the fact of the production of that position. You know, a lot of guys talk to me, they've been watching Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell since freshman year and seeing that development. And, you know, I think it was Mike or yourself wrote a big story about Chris Braswell kind of waiting his turn. Um, you know, maybe this day and age with NIL and stuff like that, maybe waiting. Very rare. Is it really rare. a thing? Um, but I think Alabama still has that, like a lot of recruits say, standard and proven track record that you're going to get these guys that aren't going to want $5,000 to visit. <laughs> uh, they're going to want to come and be great and get coached by the best and get, you know, get set up for life, quite frankly. Um, but as far as 2024 guys go, that's, you know, pretty much it. Like I said, it's, it's not a huge, huge list just with, we're getting so, so close. Obviously we're really, you know, Alabama's fine with a quarterback with Julian saying tight end and Caleb Odom. Um, we could talk about Caleb Odom and, you know, all the flip buzz and stuff like that a little bit later on, but overall, I think I, Alabama likes where they're at, you know, they're at 20 commits. I, you know, I don't, again, I don't think this is a 27, 28 recruit class. I think maybe it's a 23 to 26 type thing. Um, and we're just going to have to wait and see in these last couple of months. It's really going to pick up that again, like Cody said, everything, you know, I'm talking about and everything in the future will be on Bama 247 boards and anything I get is going to be shared with everybody. Yeah. Um, quick note on Jordan Seaton, number 30 overall prospect in the 2024 class, um, projected offensive tackle. Um, most recent measurements suggest he's a little bit on the smallish side, 6'5", 290. Um, so, you know, kids probably looking for a pretty good weight room to get them up there, but you also mentioned the, you know, IMG to Alabama pipeline, Evan Neal, Tyler Booker, JC Latham, Alabama's going to need another right tackle because that dude's going on to the NFL <laughs> after this season. So, um, a lot of things may be working in Alabama's favor if they want to stay on Jordan Seaton's, um, you know, stay on the positive side or on the upswing of that recruitment. If he were to commit, it would also be the third top 30 recruit, third five-star for Alabama in that class. Jalen Mbakwe and Julian Sayan are the others. So that's one that you'll obviously be keeping tabs on. Um, transitioning to the, the 2025 class, because I know that just more and more, you know, not just Alabama, every single, you know, high level college football program is always looking ahead, looking at 25, looking at 26. Um, what can you tell us about Alabama's 2025 recruiting class thus far? It's still really early. It's still, you know, a year plus before these guys officially put pen to paper. But, um, you know, what, what can you tell us thus far about 2025, about the way it's come together, about the kids that Alabama's gotten on campus for visits, about some of the offers that they've handed out? There's a lot of moving parts here, I know, but what are what are some of the big things you're seeing? Yeah, you kind of hit it on it there. It's over, you know, a year away. And in recruiting world, that seems like 10 years just with everything going on. Until you hit that pen to paper, I you know, Nothing's official, at least in my eyes. You know, they can commit, but anything could happen. 
Um, yeah, sitting at six commits, most recent commit between all the classes was Miles Johnson, a guy out of Bruton, Alabama, an athlete. Um, not entirely sure what position Alabama wants to see him at, but you know, it's good to add to that class. He's the only commit in the last couple of weeks for everybody. Um, but yeah, Alabama's class, at least for right now, um, I don't think you're going to find a better trio of skilled position guys and Ryan Williams and Jamie French and Anthony Rogers. You know, it's two of the top four wide receivers, one of the top running backs in the class, another IMG guy. You talk about that pipeline. Um, Dontrell Glover, Mason Short, two great offensive tackles in Georgia. You know, I look kind of tracking these guys every weekend and stats and stuff like that, you know, following the future. And, you know, maybe you don't get the advanced analytics for an offensive lineman in high school, but I like to look at, you know, what the team's rushing for and Evans and uh, Mason short plays for Evans high school. Dontrell Gover plays for Langston Hughes two of the better high schools in Georgia and their classification. They're always running for 300, 400 yards. So I like to include that tidbit, you know, helping out there. Uh, Alabama's class is, you know, simply just one of the best in the country. Uh, have a chance to add to that probably in the next 14, 15 days in the number one edge and also an in-state guy in Zion Grady. Uh, officially crystal ball to Alabama, another fong bong for you. Uh, feel, <laughs> I obviously feel really good about his chances there. Um, that crystal ball actually went in before the weekend. Steve Wilfong spoke with him. Obviously got enough information or insight to feel pretty comfortable about that pick. And then, you know, following the weekend, set his commitment for November 12th. So, and has told people he already knows where he wants to go. So it gives pretty much full indication it's going to be Alabama here. Uh, talked with him earlier this summer. He just, again, loves that production at his position, just being with an edge guy. Uh, wants to join this, you know, one of the top-ranked classes in the country, I think, 2025. Still very early, but the amount of talent compared to 2024 as a whole, just on the offensive line, other skill position, I think it's just better around the country. I think most people will tell you that as well. Um, but, yeah, I think he's kind of – imminent to become you know that seventh guy of the class um spoke, spoke with bryce davis who was uh in alabama this weekend as well 2025 four star another edge greensboro north carolina extremely high on alabama he's one of those guys i was talking about earlier just he mentioned to me dallas turner's development chris braswell's development it's you know it's just impossible to ignore um he went on an unofficial visit got to speak with some coaches he's probably going to be back in the spring um but yeah, the biggest thing with him is that development factor. Factor. Uh, Alabama handed out a offer, I believe it was Monday night, to a four-star tight end out of Kansas, six-six, uh, two thirty-five. His name is Desan Brame. Uh, sp supposed to speak with him this week. Um, just kind of playing some phone tag. That's kind of the name of the game right now. Um, but yeah, overall, I think you're going to see more and more offers be handed out. You know, all those I'm going to keep on keep track of and try to get in touch with them as the most but yeah like you said especially with you know it being the bye week um similar to me the coaching staffs are not truly on a bye either but you know it's it, these guys can go out and get to high schools you know maybe later in the week probably starting today um you know they had the normal practice schedule but maybe today and tomorrow they're getting out to games i expect you know a lot of assistants to be flying out or driving out to a lot of different games this weekend take advantage of that bye week trying to maybe and, you know, I think this weekend, too, you're going to see more offers go out as guys and, and assistants are watching more film, seeing guys on campus. And just with it already being kind of midseason and beyond and most of these guys' schedules, you've, you've seen enough tape. You've seen what you've seen. Maybe you want to go see them one more time in person. But, yeah, I would expect a lot more offers to be handed out in 25 and 26 class. Um, 
you know, kind of go to get into the 26 class now. I know, you know it's even earlier, it's light years and light years away, but you know, you got one commit, <laughs> one commit and Zakai Helton, who uh, is actually Carrollton High School teammates with Caleb Odom, one of the, you know, number four tight end that's committed to Alabama. Um, Alabama, yeah, you know, sitting out one commit, I don't, you know, it's no cause for any concern. I think it's, you know, just great that he even is committed. It's it's so early. I mean, you've seen a lot of guys, quite a few guys commit in the 26 class, but it's nothing to worry about with being one guy. But Alabama hosted two players at the top of their position uh, over the weekend. And Hezekiah Harris, he's the number one edge in the 26 class. Uh, that was his fifth time on campus as a recruit and only as a sophomore. That's, you know, maybe worth noting um, his second time for a game this year. Uh, he told us that Alabama is one of the highest or one of the leaders in early, early in his recruitment and grew up watching Alabama again, loves that production, loves coach Freddie Roach, loves coach Nick Saban. Uh, talked with him when he was also talked with him in July after the camp. And he was telling me it was one of the best camps he's been at love, you know, coach Coleman Hutzler, uh, coach Coleman Hutzler's name honestly gets picked up a lot. He, I hear him or Freddie Roach or coach Wolford pretty much every phone call. So those guys are obviously doing, what they're needed, to, what they're needing to do. Um, another guy is Jackson Cantwell, number one offensive tackle, 6'8", 300 plus pounds as a sophomore, uh, which is just and the guy out of Nixon, Missouri. Um, so, hey, you know, yeah, <laughs> it, uh, that's a case of uh, if we're gonna if we're, we're gonna find you type thing. Um, he was telling me it's kind of interesting. You know, he always wanted to come down to Alabama for a camp to kind of see where he was at. He got an offer from Kansas State. Early in the summer, came down to Alabama. They kind of fell in love with him. I mean, 6'8", 300 pounds, uh, <laughs> rising sophomore at the time. I, I would probably fall in love with him, too. Uh, got <laughs> spent, spent two days there during the summer, got the offer on the second day, and kind of told himself, all right, you know, I'm, I'm able to do this. And he's, you know, been in the gym. He's had a great uh, sophomore season, you know, pancake after pancake. I watch his huddle every, every week, and it's kind of just comical. I, again, I don't know the competition up there in Nixon, Missouri, um, not the yeah. best, not the best, but you know, when you're six, you know, six, eight, three eighty or whatever his dimensions are like, not only are your coach is going to find you, but like, good luck hiding, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So he was over there, uh, for the Tennessee game, first game day experience in Alabama. He said, you know, he couldn't hear himself think, uh, you know, he kind of talked about how it was loud the whole game. Then the Chris Braswell strip fumble, Jahad Campbell touchdown. He said it was five minutes of mayhem. Um, he's nowhere close being 2026 guy, nowhere close to making any decisions, but he said he kind of between his 20 plus offers has kind of two groups of schools. He's you know seriously looking at versus, you know, kind of keeping in the back pocket, so to speak. And he said, Alabama is certainly one of those schools that he's looking at. He's probably going to get back there in the spring for another visit, maybe another camp in the summer. Um, definitely worth keeping tabs on that guy. I know it's going to be, months and months down the road before anything, you know, probably of note comes with him, but, you know, I'm continuing to follow him. Great, great kid uh, wants to be the best, wants to get to the NFL and knows Alabama is one of the best programs. He said Alabama is one of the best programs and, you know, that's a team that can, a program that can get him there. Mother's day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wanted to touch on the 2025 class again. Zion Grady's a guy that, you know, that's that seems to be the big one, right? I Wolf Fong put out the the crystal ball. He's the number one edge in the class, five star guy, um, one of many five star in state guys um, in that 2025 class. And I'm sure Alabama staff is all over that. But um, the idea that just um, you know Alabama's high level production of edge rushers, um, obviously that's something that you've talked to these kids about. It, and it's and it's interesting to me because you've got, you know, this year, Braswell and Turner to, you know, for my money, the best pass rushing duo in the country. You've got Turner who kind of walked in the door and was one of those dudes almost immediately. And then you got a guy like Braswell, who was another five star guy. Um, he kind of had to wait his turn a little bit. He watched Drew Sanders and Will Anderson do the thing. He watched Dallas Turner do the thing. He got some opportunity last year, but not a ton. Now this year he's got. You know, he's an every down pass rusher. He can set the edge. He has a knack for the big plays. I know that that's stuff that, you know, Talty Rodak and I have talked about seemingly every week. Um, you know, just the fact that you've got two guys like that starting now for Alabama, a guy who walked in and was the dude right away. Another guy who kind of had to wait his turn, um, you know, maybe add a little bit to his development a little bit, but like by biding his time, he's able to kind of break out with, you know, that, that whole one good season idea, right? Like Braswell is shooting up draft boards oh, yeah. like crazy. Like, is that, are those conversations that you're having with some of these guys, like the, the Zion Grady's and the Bryce Davises and, you know, some of these other edge rushers that are looking at Alabama and saying, you know, like, you know, I, it, a lot of people have asked about Keon Keeley, for example, and you chalk that up to not enrolling until May, just kind of set him behind the eight ball. There's a lot to learn when you're going from hand in the dirt defensive end to an outside linebacker in Alabama's defensive system. So we'll probably see a lot more from him in the spring and then really starting next year, like just you know, the fact that Alabama's got this track record of like, look, like if you come in in the spring, you'll get snaps. If not, you'll develop. And even then, like, you know, you can point to Braswell and say, hey, development's not always the bad thing. Like, are these things that you are talking to these guys about or things that they're considering? Because I imagine that that's probably a pretty big selling point, you know, for the coaches as they're talking to these guys on the recruiting trail. Yeah, right? ab- absolutely. I'm glad you brought up Keon Keeley. was talk- actually talking with Bryce Davis over the weekend. He was telling me he was talking with Keon Keeley, uh, you know, five-star guy kind of grew up watching him in high school and stuff like that. And Keon Keeley was the first to tell him, Hey, I I know I haven't played, but what I'm learning here is invaluable. I I know I'm going to have my next, you know, I'm going to have my chance maybe, you know, next year um, or whatever it may be. But I thought that was interesting for, again, you know, a five-star number one, you know, rusher in the country hasn't played a lot a of guys thought that he would play this year right, you know right and, and you know they don't need him but you know like that's it's interesting that the recruits are are having those conversations with those guys yeah and, and i thought that was a very interesting note just with yeah and, and he's the first probably to tell you i should be playing but you know mm-hmm. obviously wait your turn you know it's a different animal and you know i know it's a different position but we've seen it with Caden proctor you could be that five-star guy but you know you're playing the sec it's it's going to be tough and you know, Proctor's had his struggles. Has he improved? Absolutely. Is he going to be a top five pick in two years? A hundred percent. 
um, you know, be a top 10 guy, but yeah, it takes some growing pains and Keon Keeley, you know, from, you know, I've never spoke with him, but from hearing what other recruits are saying, he, he understands that. And it goes back to Alabama still getting these guys that don't necessarily want that paycheck before they even get on campus. You know, maybe there is some guys, I, I don't know, but it, it, it just, you can't ignore the development factor. And it's, it's really interesting and cool to hear too, all these kids that, even in the 2025 class are listing all these past edge rushers that go to Alabama. These recruits are doing their homework as well. And I think that's very important too. hundred percent. Wanted to ask you about miles Johnson as well. He's really the only commit Alabama's gotten over the last month or so, but he's an in-state guy, six, one, two twenties, an athlete from Bruton, like you mentioned, um, seventh commitment, I believe for the 2025 class. He's the number 20. He's a top 20 overall prospect in the state. Uh, top 25 athlete nationally, believe linebacker, maybe that star position when he gets to Tuscaloosa, I believe he committed while on his visit when Alabama beat Arkansas 24, 21. Uh, what else can you tell us about this guy? Yeah. So he's uh he plays for TR Miller and uh, uh, TR Miller high school down in Brunel, Alabama. I'm sure most of our listeners knew, know what TR Miller is. He plays, you know, not in the best, best competition of classification. He actually plays running back for T.R. Miller this year. I think that kind of just shows his athleticism. But again, like you said, uh, I think he's a linebacker, maybe a star position. Um, good athlete, not the best, not, you know, not a a bunch of offers. I think his best offer by, behind Alabama is probably Mississippi State. He's got an offer from Liberty as well. But I think it goes back to whoever's been recruiting him or Nick Saban, whoever may be seen enough tape, seeing what they can do with him, you know, six, one, two twenty. maybe you add a little bit more muscle on him. He comes kind of that bruiser, maybe a running back. I, I, you know, I think he has a good amount of speed, but yeah, maybe, you know, plays linebacker has used that speed to go sideline to sideline. Just a very intri- intriguing prospect overall. hundred percent. Um, wanted to transition now a little bit. I don't want to look too far to 2026 because those guys are just really young and we got a lot of other stuff to worry about before we start worrying about some of those guys. Um, but Friday, Friday night lights is another part of kind of your job watching a lot of high school ball on Friday. Um, before we kind of get into, you know, what you've been watching or who you've been watching the last few weeks, wanted to, um, circle back to a point that you had made earlier, um, in the show, just kind of subtly in passing flip buzz regarding Caleb Odom. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Shoot this down for me, man, because I like my tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Um, you know, anytime you get to this point in the recruiting process, just with being, you know, a couple you know, weeks out or month and a half out of signing period, there's always buzz. There's always smoke. And, you know, I try to, to look into visits to other schools as maybe as, as important as other people do. Um, spoke with Caleb Odom. Multiple times he's informed me. Multiple times he's locked in with Alabama. He's very locked in with Alabama. Loves what the offense is doing. Loves seeing the two tight end set. He will take an official visit to Ole Miss next weekend. Um, that means he will not be in town for Tuscaloosa for Alabama LSU game. Um, but he's been to Alabama. I think it for three or four home games. I, I don't think there's anything to worry about there. Ole Miss, you know. Yeah, was one of their five finalists, but I, I, they're on the outside looking in. I, I think if something drastically, drastically changes, uh, he's he's going to be in Alabama uniform. Um, he loves Alabama. Again, goes back to that point about the 2024 class. They all are extremely close. They're all extre- uh, talking all the time. Hey, what game are you going to? Oh, I'm going to this game. Okay, I'll see you there type thing. I mean, he was at the Arkansas game. He's at the Tennessee game. He's at the Texas game. Um, 
but yeah, he's truly, I don't think a guy to worry about. And then another guy, I guess, uh, with the school, you know, East to us at Auburn, uh, Jeremiah Beeman, D-line commit, Alabama, spoke with him. You know, some sites are saying, you know, he he's an Auburn flip is imminent. I, I don't believe that's the case. Just after speaking with him, you know, he he's another guy that says he's fully locked in, uh, loves the program, loves the school. Every time he goes up there, he feels like he made the right decision. I don't think he's too much to worry about. He was at Colorado. He went to Auburn. I, he's supposed to be back at uh Alabama for the LSU game. He was there for the Tennessee game. I think anytime you get him back on campus is another big deal. Even even so, with him committed, he'll probably he'll be an early another early enrollee. But yeah, getting him back on campus after those Auburn Colorado visits is a good sign. He hasn't been to Auburn since. Maybe he'll go for the Iron Bowl. I think you're going to see a lot of guys. I mean, you see the Jalen Mbakwe's, the other in-state guys, go to that Auburn Alabama game, and they'll be. Don't get me wrong, they will be cheering on Alabama, but. <laughs> they'll go get that. They'll go get that free college football game. I don't blame them. Um, I don't think that's any way to worry about. It. And then probably, you know, this is 2025. But granted, he's one of the best playmakers in the country, if not the best playmaker in the country. And Ryan Williams. A uh, lot of conflicting reports uh, wherever you kind of go between Alabama and Auburn. Auburn again thinks a flip is kind of imminent. He was over there on the weekend uh, for. The Auburn game spoke with Hugh Freeze, actually stayed there on Sunday, spoke with them a little bit more. Obviously, with the Perry Thompson flip, people are thinking that's kind of the same thing. I, I, I just don't really imagine it being the same thing. It just feels a little bit different than me. Ryan Williams was in contact with the Alabama coaching staff throughout the weekend, in contact with other commits and recruits. They knew he was going to that visit. I, I just truly don't think that's anything to worry about as well. But again, you know, he's, it's 2025. Anything can happen in the next year or so. Uh, there's, it's been rumored for months. It, it like up until last year, he's going to reclass to 2024. Uh, I've got a lot of questions about that on the board. I, we do not know for sure whether that is going to be true or not. And again, it's not one of those things where, oh, I'm going to reclass. Like he had to make that decision months prior, get his academics done, make sure he does this, make sure he does that. So it could be in the works. I think he's keeping it very close. Um, don't want to speculate or anything like that. But yeah, it has been rumored, but you know, there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, but yeah, I don't, it's early. So I don't think it's a guy Alabama can afford to lose, but I don't, I just don't truly think they're going to lose them. But as far as, yeah, the buzz flip candidates, that's kind of where we're at right now. I feel pretty confident with all three of those guys. And, you know, maybe Yabern show is saying the same, the exact same thing, but after talking with them, I just don't see any way, especially Caleb Odom, Jeremiah Beeman are going anywhere. Good to hear if you're an Alabama fan, um, you know, and I feel like we say this every time you and I jump on the pod, like take your visits, kids, like go, go sit. You got five of them. You're going to get wined and dined. Like you're going to get some dope gear. Like go, go see it. If you flip, you flip. If you don't, you don't like you just, you don't know unless you go. And I'm, you know, reminded kind of, of, you know, another guy who's taking another visit, Jameer Grimsley, for example, like he's still, I guess, in touch with other schools. He seems like he's also a very hard Alabama commit. I believe he's taking a visit uh, to Florida this weekend, if I remember yeah, reading correctly. He will He will be – so beyond Alabama, which he seems to be – I talked with him as well. You know, they all throw out the locked-in part. But, yeah, Florida's been recruiting him very, very hard. If you remember a couple months ago, he committed to Alabama over Michigan and Florida. Florida has not stopped their pursuit. pursuit. I think part of their recruitment pitches – maybe to get him to try to play wide receiver as well because he plays wide receiver in high school. I think he really likes that. But Alabama's strictly cornerback, uh, maybe safety, just at 6'3", 
you don't really see many six three cornerbacks. Um, but yeah, I, I, Florida has not stopped their pursuit, you know. But talking with you know the uh, Gators two four seven guy and Blake Alderman, he doesn't seem there's too too much potential there. He's going to be in Jacksonville for the Florida George game this weekend. Interesting to know he's going to be there, but either coaching staff cannot talk to recruits because it's not a home game, so it's not considered a visit. Um, his family grew up Florida fans. I think he maybe grew up a Florida fan for a little bit, so he's just going again. It's a bye week. Where am I going to go? I'm from Tampa. I'm going to go up and see Florida, Georgia. Um, yeah, I don't think he's too, too much to worry about. And then another guy, maybe flipping the other way, I mentioned it earlier, is Tristan Jernigan, who's the A&M linebacker. Uh, again, supposed to be in town for a Tennessee game, but chose to take that official visit just with how everything is lining up. Uh, seems to be very high on Alabama. I think if Alabama makes a big enough impression next weekend after you know a three-day official visit, uh, things could quickly change with him, three-star talent um but again like i've said on this multiple times and in the boards as well i don't you know of course you'd like to have 25 five stars but alabama and nick saban and the coaching staff clearly see something in you if you're if you're going to get an offer um i don't think you know people look at the seven five or seven three stars and start to freak out but I, I, nick saban knows what he's doing i i like where alabama stands with him just at least for right now he'll be in a&m this weekend um and they've been pushing on him continually and he's telling me they're always in contact with him basically he was kind of joking like they they can't lose me they don't want to lose me type thing um, <laughs> but, but loves alabama stayed in touch with them for a while since his offer in july i think he's a possible flip candidate another guy like i said earlier is william Eccles as well Ole Miss commit d lineman out of the out of mississippi uh he should be back for lsu and it was worth noting who he got that offer on 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 a monday night and immediately was in Tuscaloosa the next weekend for the Tennessee game. And to tie a bow on this flip talk before we get back to the Friday Night Lights portion of this conversation, um, Grimsley also came out and he had comments where there's no reason to worry about his commitment. I know they all say that, um, but he said also this, which I thought was kind of refreshing in a way. I wouldn't say Florida's a threat compared to other schools trying to flip me. They're the ones that talk to me the most. I don't see myself going there. I still see myself going to Bama. I just want to be able to enjoy this recruiting process because it only happens once. Like that is just, oh, the kid gets it. You know, like he's just, you know, go and enjoy it, man. (laughs) Yeah. Like you just said, these kids, I mean, I think I've said on this podcast before, but I remember being like in elementary school, like going to my friend, I'm like, all right, you got five official visits. Where are you going? Like, it's just like a kind of a dream. And like you said, you're going to be wind and dine. You're a highly rated guy like that who wants you. We're going to do everything we can. We're going to, you know, take take you out to dinner. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. And I, I think it's cool, you know. And again, like you said, if you're going to flip, you're going to flip. And, you know, I was kind of having not an argument, but kind of reply back and forth on Twitter. This kid was this guy, grown man, was like going in on these 17, 16-year-old kids. And I was just like going at these kids. It never has been the answer. It never will be. These kids are – every single one of them is living their lifelong dream. Just just back off. <laughs> yeah, that's just – that's a whole separate discussion. Older, yeah. I, older guys on Twitter going after high that. school kids because of where they're deciding to go take visits to. <laughs> um, circling back, Friday Night Lights. Um, obviously, covering high school football is a lot of what you do for us at Bama 247. Um, where, where have you spent your last few Friday nights? What have you seen? What's impressed you? Where are you maybe hoping to go? I know that a lot of high school football is kind of 
they're trending toward the postseason now in a lot of states, or at least they're kind of closing in on the end of the regular season, starting to kick off the playoffs. What, who have you seen? Who do you want to see? What have been kind of your impressions by what you've been able to watch? Yeah, last week I went to go see uh, Carrollton and Caleb Odom again, just with all the buzz going on, wanted to get him in person, you know, learn very quickly to get these guys on the phone or, you know, talk with them. It's usually the best effort is to stand in the end zone right after the game and kind of grab them type thing. Uh, yeah. Saw him. Uh, Carrollton came out with the win. It was a very run-heavy scheme. He he only had one catch, honestly, but Shana, I showed it over Twitter, shared over the board, kind of just his pass-blocking ability and was talking with him, you know, if he gets frustrated with, you know, just maybe the couple targets and not getting the ball as much. And, and of course, you know, you don't, can't blame the kid. Of course, you want to get the most targets. And he said, you know, of course, you know, I want to get the ball, but if I can't get the ball and the scheme's not the way it is, I, I'm going to try to be the best I can in another position and or another way on the field. And I think that, you know, maybe he's getting a lot, already getting a little bit of media training for Nick Saban because that's a pretty good answer. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that, you know, We've seen it at firsthand right now with the two tight end, set, two tight end sets. If you can block, you're going to be on the field. Um, so really like what I saw from him. Again, saw Zakai Helton, who 2026 guy. He's very young. You know, he's just still still growing. He was an interesting prospect. I do want to go out and get to see Jeremiah Beeman for Parker High School. They're having a great year. I believe they have one loss by like one point. Um, once we get into these playoffs, everything gets absolutely hectic, especially in the state of both Georgia and Alabama. I'm in Atlanta right now, so I'm kind of be going back and forth, wait until those brackets get out and hopefully see a bunch more commits and targets and people like that. I do want to hit on, you know, Julian saying, obviously, he's kind of the prized possession of the class beyond Jalen Mbakwe just because he, you know, playing the quarterback position was actually out last week with a minor ankle injury. Spoke with him. He said completely minor. You know, he's out at Carlsbad High School where they're beating team 65 nothing, 43 to 10, whatever it may be. So he took the week off and they still won, you know, whatever the score may be. It wasn't close. Uh, he came back this weekend. They, you know, continue to stay undefeated. He was 20 of 27, 441 Jesus. yards, uh, four, tu <laughs> <laughs> four touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. He's up to 20 touchdowns and no interceptions on the season. And wow, um, close to a little over 1,900 yards. And that's without probably playing the second half of three or four games without playing a full game. Um, so he's continuing to dominate. I think just we've talked about it before, the four rushing touchdowns is just very intriguing to me and his 200-plus rushing yards with that pocket collapsing. He's getting out, going to, you know, getting that first down. And, any you know, you talk to analysts as well. Of course, you know, the lead 11, he was the MVP. He could make any throw. He made any throw in the summer, but you, you had didn't have a chance to maybe showcase his legs as he is down. You look at his huddle and he's – making plays with his feet. And, you know, I think he's going to come in and compete real hard uh, for, you know, maybe a start position. Don't want to put any expectations on him, but, you know, you don't know what the quarterback room is going to look like next year, especially in the, you know, the transfer portal era, you know, maybe the whole class leaves, maybe everyone stays. I don't know, but I think he's a guy that he'll, he'll be another early enrollee get, you know, be at that bowl practice, which is good. Like you said earlier, anytime you guys get on campus earlier, um, Maybe that helps, you know, just with Keon Keeley not coming until May. He's a little bit behind the eight ball there. Um, do want to note on Sterling Dixon, um, four-star edge, linebacker, you know, transferred to Spanish four after three seasons. And Mobile Christian's been playing a little bit more stand-up linebacker. Uh, will come down, hand in the dirt on third down sometimes. Um, was originally supposed to have shoulder surgery with a partially torn labrum. Uh, he said, you know, I'm having surgery on like a Thursday when I asked him, then – 
Friday he was suited up. Um, so that kind of <laughs> that's kind of like in a nutshell with some of these recruits, kind of what I'm dealing with. Uh, but it keeps me on my toes. You know, uh, all news is good news, really. Uh, he's third in the third in the state, of Alabama, in sacks with 12.5. He missed a game and a half with those stats. He's like 123 tackles. Uh, he's been unbelievable for Alabama. He's going to be another. Excuse me. For uh, Spanish Fort, he's going to be another early enrollee, uh, was locked in. He's another one of those early commits over a year ago. has been locked in forever and ever. Uh, it's just a matter of whether they're going to put him on inside, outside, or maybe a Dallas Turner, Chris Baswell type player. He, you know, again, keep bringing those two up, but everybody keeps bringing him up, just watching those two and watching the schemes. And like Sterling Dixon, a lot of other guys, targets at that position, just love seeing what Freddie Roach and Kevin Steele are letting that defensive line go and kind of get on leash. Cause you look at the last couple of years of the Pete Golding, it was kind of, I wouldn't say it was like, where is Dallas Turner, but just with the expectations and the five-star status, it was kind of like, what's going on here. And maybe it was the scheme and, you know, I'm not here to bash Pete Golding or anything like that, but Kevin Steele and Freddie Roach have obviously proved in their first year together, uh, that they're a pretty good duo, Alabama. You know, obviously Dallas Turner leads the or is fifth in the country in sacks. I think Dallas Turner is like tied for six or something like that, unleashing them. So that's always good to see. And then with the wide receiver duo, Amari Jefferson, Rico Scott, maybe a little bit underrated. Um, Amari Jefferson just got into the top two four seven rankings. He's number one thirty nine overall. Wasn't ranked beforehand. Both of them, I believe, last week both had two touchdown receptions it was like the sixth week they both have two touchdown receptions they can get behind the defense Rico Scott can run right run right past you or you can take like a little in route um and go take the you know 65 yards down the field for a touchdown I love Amari Jefferson um that's pretty much on that end um still trying to figure out where I'm going tomorrow it's all kind of up in the air right now um but yeah gonna continue to you know fall in the future is what we're kind of branding it and every week put out a schedule share where I'm going to be, put some, you know, post-game notes, halftime notes, what I've seen. And then, you know, maybe that Sunday afternoon after Monday, uh, stat tracker type thing, which I think people enjoy, you know, anytime trying to see what commits did. And anytime you can share that, you know, Julian saying missed seven throws and completed 441 yards. It's good to see. 100%. Um, one last thing that I wanted to uh, just kind of get your early thoughts on. I know that Alabama's on a bye week this week, but big, 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 big home game against LSU on November 4th. It's going to be another, I mean, obviously it's big for what it means for this season and, you know, this Alabama team moving forward, but it's also massive recruiting weekend for Alabama that weekend as well. I don't need the full list. If you want the full list, go to Bama 247 and check it out there because Brett's going to continually update that as he confirms more visitors coming in. But who are the who are the big names? Like who give me two or three or four big names that you know for sure are going to be there and that Alabama has really targeted. Um, you know, whether it's 24, 25, or you know, rolling my eyes here, the 2026 recruiting class, because I know some of those dudes are going to be there too. Like, who are the big names that we got to know that are going to be in Tuscaloosa that weekend? Yeah, we talked about him kind of at length at this show is Tristan Jernigan, the AM commit official visit. We talked about him. Daniel Hill back on campus. We talked about him. Solomon Williams talked about him. He's going to be back on campus for, for the first time in a couple of months. I think he's one of the more priority guys that's going to get. They're all going to get the world treatment. But if you got 50 guys on campus, sometimes it's you only have so many coaches. You only have so many Nick Sabans. <laughs> you know, it's maybe just a shake. <laughs> I think there's only one of those guys. I, I think, think there's, there's only one Nick Saban. I, th I believe there's just one. Um, but yeah, those three. Uh, another guy that 
recently confirmed me week prior. I got to reconfirm with him too. But number one cornerback in 2025, Naeem offered uh, Parker High School. Teammates with Jeremiah Beeman is set to be in town. Um, he's another one of those kind of guys that kind of keeps you on your toes, so to speak. You know, hey, I'm coming this weekend, and then the you know next day he's tweeting something else. But those are kind of the four immediate names that come to mind. There's granted, there's plenty more 2025 guys. There's going to be 26 guys. Ezekiel Harris will be back. Like I said, number one edge, uh, full list on Bama 247. Bunch of features we've had with a bunch of guys who've been in town, recent offers, commits, all on Bama 247. Um, Going to be doing a Q&A day. I believe I'll probably put that up on Monday just with, you know, ask any questions. That continues to be pretty productive. And anytime you have any question, feel free to reach out to me directly over Twitter, Bama 247. But, yeah, everything you can find recruiting on uh, Bama, Bama 247. I do want to make one final note just with the tied hoop side of it. Um, obviously, Asa Newell committing to Georgia yesterday. Um, truly, Alabama was kind of on, look, on the outside looking in on that one the whole time, especially with the addition of Aiden Cheryl, kind of play similar positions. Uh, Asa Newell is born and raised in Athens. His brother plays for uh, the Bulldogs, so not, not really a shock there. I got to follow is Darion Reed, 2024 five-star power forward. Uh, actually teammates with Aiden Sherald at Prolific Prep. He'll announce his college decision Saturday night. Um, so kind of be on the lookout for that. From what we've heard, uh, so he's cut down his list to Florida State, Alabama, Georgia. From what we heard, it's between Alabama, Georgia, at least for right now. Uh, it's leaning Georgia. Um, but he was in Tuscaloosa over the weekend. From what I've heard, it went well. Haven't been had the great success of getting in touch with him, but him setting that date, so soon after the Alabama visit could be a good thing. Um, not sure when this podcast will go out, but right now I'm kind of sort of leading Georgia. It could change by the time this goes out, but just wanted to kind of make you aware of what's going on with Alabama recruiting as well uh, for the next couple of days. That is a uh, man by week for the rest of us, but not for Brett Greenberg. Uh, <laughs> this man very clearly all over anything and everything, Alabama football and basketball recruiting. Brett, I appreciate you taking some time to just kind of, dump out everything in your mental notebook when it comes to Alabama recruiting, whether it's basketball or football, whether it's 24, 25, 26. Um, I feel like before too much longer, we're even going to be talking about 2027 kids, which if you don't feel old yet. You're probably going to feel old when we start talking about the 27. I, I was joking with my friends the other day and my, and my parents was like, these kids were born in 2006. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's just, it's just <laughs> nuts. But yeah, like you said, kind of dumping out that mental, got to, I had a big head, big head as it is already, but yeah, that file cabinet is it's pretty full. Full of all the best recruiting knowledge that you need on Alabama Crimson Tide. If you want more of that, check out Bama 247. You're going to have to subscribe to read the vast majority of Brett's stuff because as you heard on today's show, clearly knows his stuff, stays on top of virtually everything, and we are very, very happy to have him. That's all we got today, guys. Uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. In the meantime, I think we'll be back sometime Sunday. We're going to try to keep the midweek and weekend podcast uh, shuffle going, even though Alabama doesn't play this weekend. Um, so I've been talking with Talti and Rodak. We're going to queue up some sort of show for you guys, either Sunday or Monday. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, even our Bama 247 YouTube page. Subscribe to Bama 247 and 247 Sports because that's the only way you're going to read all of Brett's great stuff. Guys, you can get a subscription for a dollar a month to start and then just $10 a month thereafter for the best coverage of your favorite team. Take advantage of that, especially if you're an Alabama fan. Thank you so much for Brett for jumping on today. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. 
and we will talk again soon.